Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. In this episode, we talk about mental health emergencies. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are talking about uh, an important topic, one that I don't think gets enough um, coverage, enough conversation around. Uh, we're talking about the idea of a mental health emergency. Now, if you have never experienced one, a mental health emergency is probably not something you've ever really thought about, right? We, we always talk about mental health. We always talk about uh, sort of preventative measures, meditating, journaling, trying to improve our day-to-day, trying to improve our relationship to our uh, mental health. We're, we're always looking at it from a preventative point of view. How can we avoid things getting bad? But what do you do? If things are already bad, well, this is what's called a mental health emergency. This is a reactive state and the only solutions that help are reactive. So in today's episode, I want to dive into recognizing an emergency so that if it ever happens to you or someone else, you're able to see what is going on. And I also want to talk about when to ask for help if it's not yet an emergency, but some of the signs that could lead to an emergency. So this is uh, less of a how to fix your life episode, less of a uh, focus on the daily progress episode, more of a mental health and mental health awareness episode. Um, and, And I think it should be super valuable. So if you know someone who needs to hear this, I encourage you to share it with them. Uh, Let them know that this resource is there for them. Also, if you haven't already, I'd love to get into a conversation with you. Head over to Instagram at Tiny Leaps. That's the podcast Instagram at Tiny Leaps. Do a quick search, give us a follow and send me a message or leave a comment. I'd love to chat with you. So recognizing an emergency, what exactly constitutes a mental health emergency. Well, the actual definition of it is anytime a person is in immediate danger to others or themselves. So anytime somebody is in a state of mind caused by any number of factors where they may be in immediate danger to themselves or someone else, that is a mental health emergency. That is a situation where you can no longer really be proactive. You have to be reactive. And I'm going to read a quick quote here uh, to help sort of drive this point home. As always, the link to the full article that I'm quoting here is in the description. So be sure to check that out. Quote, in many ways, issues related to suicide are similar to having chest pain. This is an emergency and it should be taken seriously. In other words, if someone around you is threatening violence, 
call 911 or take the person to the nearest emergency room yourself. Other situations that warrant quick care include people who show signs of psychosis that affect their functioning, such as delusions, paranoia, or fear. People who are extremely agitated, wild, overly active, and unable to calm down should also raise red flags, particularly if they don't respond to verbal interventions like saying, hey, can we sit down and talk? Sudden behavior changes should be taken seriously too. If something evolves rapidly, it's probably not psychiatric. It's probably something really, really serious like poisoning, and they just need to be taken to the closest emergency room immediately. If you have a choice, head to an academic medical center since clinicians there tend to be up to date on the most effective procedures and treatments. So those are some of the signs of a mental health emergency. And one of the things that we can really take away from this is that it's very difficult when you're the one going through the emergency to recognize that it is in fact an emergency. One of the things that uh, I think we often take for granted is that things like anxiety, depression, there is a spectrum to this. Uh, It is sort of the stuff we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes that can get a little bit more extreme where we feel like we need to step back, we need to stop, but we're still able to recognize what is going on. Then you have an actual emergency where things can get so bad that you're not in your right mind in any way. You're going through something that warps your perception of realities to such a degree that you can't even see you're going through it. Now, when this happens, it's important to have people around you that can support you, people around you that can help you, people around you that can be there for you if you need them. And one of the things that I recommend is actually having a mental health emergency contact. Now, this is something that we practice all the time with our regular health. When we go on trips or we take a flight, we have to write down who our emergency contact is. We have to make sure that if something happens, they know who to call. But we don't often think about this in terms of our mental health. What happens if you are traveling and you're by yourself and you have such an extreme anxiety attack or such an extreme depressive episode that you get to the point that you're not able to really function? You're not able to really uh, uh, deal with the world around you anymore. What happens in that scenario? Having someone that you know you can call that is ingrained in your mind that even as you are going through things, as you are dealing with the uh, experience that you're going through, you know you can call this person and maybe, maybe you won't be able to say what's going on. Maybe you won't be able to fully comprehend what's going on, but just having that person in mind so that when the symptoms start, you know you can call them. You know you can reach out to them and they are going to be prepared. They're going to understand this is possibly an emergency. This is possibly a situation where they need me. So that's one thing that I think can be incredibly helpful when it comes to mental health emergencies as it relates to ourselves. Now, for others, for the people around us, how can we identify a potential mental health emergency? How can we identify when something is potentially going to spiral out of control? Well, there are a few things that you can look for. Things like feeling sad, angry, or otherwise not yourself. Now, of course, this 
is just sort of regular depression, regular anxiety, or any of the mental health issues and concerns that you would naturally think of, those are all potential mental health emergencies. Those are all situations that could spiral out of control. So if that is happening to someone around you, support them. Maybe you don't need to go to the hospital yet. It's not necessarily an emergency, but support them in whatever way you can. Try to be there for them in whatever way you can in order to prevent the actual emergency from happening. The second would be things like abusing drugs, alcohol, food, or sex to cope. We see this all the time as it relates to drugs and alcohol, but we don't often think about the abuse of food, sex, pornography, or any other vices that people may use that we sort of justify. We, we have this idea in our head, well, oh, if, if they're just drinking a lot or, or doing drugs, like that's bad, but they're just eating food. They're just having sex. They're just really horny. Like those are not necessarily always good things either. Those are vices. Those are things that people utilize to cope, to avoid the issues that they are going through. So if you start to notice that in the people around you, the people you love, you need to be aware that this could lead to something larger. This could be a symptom of something larger. Utilize that time to be preventative. Utilize that time to try to avoid an emergency. Have a conversation with them. Use the, from the, the quote earlier, just say, hey, can we sit down and talk? It doesn't have to be an intervention for things to, to actually have a conversation. You don't have to go to that extreme. Just because a TV show made it cool doesn't mean that that's the only way you can support people. Number three is that they have recently or you have recently lost someone or something important to you. Grief is a powerful, powerful thing. Grief is one of the most potentially controlling things you can go through in your life. I remember when I uh, lost my father a few years ago. I So he passed away on October 10th. Um, it, it was a Tuesday and I kid you not, I don't remember the rest of that year. Like it, it's not even a question of like, Oh, I, I went into shock and I blacked out for a few days. I remember being told that he passed away three hours later. I was at the hospital. I was in the city at the time. I had to take a train up. So three hours later I was at the hospital and I saw him and then I remember the funeral and that's about it. That's that's the end of my memory for the year 2017. Um, and that's all because of grief. That's all because of the shock and the pain that grief causes. So if it can do something like that, imagine, imagine how much further it could go in someone who has a history of mental health emergencies and someone who has a history of maybe not coping well with situations. So losing someone, going through grief, it's not just a question of, oh, I'm sorry for your loss and saying all the things that sound nice. And of course, we have great intentions, but sometimes it can be so much more. And when this happens, you have to reconnect. You have to be close with the people around you so that you can identify these emergencies when they are about to happen if it comes to that. And that's the same thing for number four, where something traumatic has happened. Now, grief, of course, is trauma in itself, but there are many forms of trauma that aren't grief. We're all going through trauma right now with COVID-19. I remember uh, a few years back, I 
uh, not a few years, I guess close to 10 years now, I almost got into a car accident. Uh, and it was kind of something out of a movie where I was driving, my father was in the car, my uh, mom and my sister were in the car behind us, we were leaving my cousin's wedding, and we were going off of an exit to get onto uh, the bridge in our town. And this car literally flew over the railing, like the car was above us, like actual action movie nonsense. Now, that was traumatic. That's something that to this day, every time I'm in that town and I drive around that corner, I have flashbacks. I have memories of. I think of all the ways that it could have gone differently. I think about how if I was driving five miles faster, that car possibly would have gone straight into the driver's side window. I think about how if I was driving a little bit slower, someone else might have gotten that car. Like, There's all of these directions that your mind can go because you can never know the answers to them. That's what trauma does. And that's the same for grief, but it's true of all forms of trauma. So when something like that happens, again, you have to reconnect with the person. You have to be in their life so that you can see when an emergency is going to happen. Don't wait until the emergency happens in order to then try and support. Do what you can now. And then one last thing you can look for, uh, both in yourself and in others, is not being able to do the things you like to do when you have such an apathy for life, such a uh, uh, disdain for being around, being and doing anything that the things you love doing, the things that used to excite you, they're just not there anymore. Now, of course, is that going to always lead to an emergency? Probably not, but sometimes it will. And you don't want that sometimes to happen when you're not paying attention. So to recap, mental health emergencies are situations where a person is in immediate danger to themselves or to others. Um, These are very, very real situations that we all sort of go around in our lives thinking isn't going to happen to us. And the problem with mental health emergencies is that they spiral very quickly. Once someone is in them, they start to lose their connection to the world around them. And so it's not a question of thinking about it logically. When people uh, commit suicide, we, we tend to look at it afterwards and think, oh, how couldn't I have seen it coming? Why did they do this? Uh, like we go down this road. But the truth is, unless you were actively looking for a potential emergency, you're going to miss it. It happens so quickly. You can talk to someone one day and they're totally fine. And in your head, things are great. And then the next day, they're not. The next day, you find out they did something. Mental health emergencies are very real and truly the only way to uh, avoid them is to try all the preventative stuff that we always talk about, the meditation, the journaling, so on and so forth. But it's also to be an ally to the people around you. It's not just about loving and supporting them. It's also for those who are potentially at risk, recognizing what the signs are and knowing what to do if you see them. And also for yourself, having a contact, knowing that you are supported. If you think you are at risk in any way, any tiny way, even if in your head you are thinking, oh, I could never do that. That's because you're thinking logically right now. 
Or if in your head you know someone and you're thinking, oh, they could never do that. That's because you are thinking logically. Mental health emergencies do not happen based on logic. So with that said, I hope that uh, you you hold the people around you close, the people you love, the people that uh, you cherish, hold them close. You don't have to sit staring at everyone around you thinking, oh, are they going to have an emergency? Are they going to? That's not the point of this. The point is to understand what it is, to understand how it spirals so that if If you have to deal with it, either with yourself or someone you love, you are at least slightly better equipped. I highly encourage you to click the links in the description of this episode. Uh, It's the best way to learn more about this topic. Get yourself educated and don't wait until after something happens to understand it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Greg Clunas. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you are tuning in. And I I would love to connect with you. Head over to Instagram. Do a quick search for Tiny Leaps. That's at Tiny Leaps. Or just go to Instagram.com slash Tiny Leaps. Give the page a follow. Send a message or drop a comment. I'd love to connect with you. Thank you so much. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day. Every day.